Yes. Hello. Thank you for tuning into the Awakening with Chantel Bettis Brown. Don't forget to share and like on social media and please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Please make sure you comment and tell me what you like about today's show. So let's awaken with today's episode. Thank you for tuning in to once again the Awakening. And today we will be discussing a subject on uh, a topic on rather of uh, where are the fathers and where are the grandfathers? And I have chosen to get someone that has always been like a father figure to me, uh, but he's really my uncle. And don't tell nobody because he's my favorite uncle, and I want my other uncles to get mad at me. But it all <laughs> it all goes back to. Uh, the little girl in me, what I experienced with him as a little girl. And it's certain memories that it cannot be taken away that I will forever be grateful for. And so today I have with me my Uncle Larry Bettis. And Uncle Larry, um, you got all girls. I have all girls. All girls. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, uh, I'm just a Southern boy, <laughs> born in Greenville, <laughs> Mississippi, to a large family, and yeah, uh, where fa- family does mean a lot. Um, I have to say that um, I I wasn't always a Christian, uh, but in my uh, older years, I became to know Christ, and since then, that's changed my life. Um, I didn't have a close relationship with my father because of the age gap. But mm-hmm. I do have memories of him. He wasn't an absentee father. He provided. And um, uh, as of now, I'm just a truck driver, uh, just trying to make a living. And I believe family-based is uh, is very important. And I try to strengthen family versus uh, separating. Yes. And you, 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 do, you do that very well. And I, I just want to say if I, if I never tell you ever again and again and again, I love you so much and I just appreciate everything you have did for me in my life. And with that being said, one of the things that I have noticed by you, you like, like you just, you just spoke on, you have all girls. And one of the problems that I did a show about a few weeks ago called Where are the Mothers and Where are the Grandfathers? I mean, Where are the Grandmothers? Uh, one of the biggest things I feel that being of our community is being affected with in this day and age are fathers and grandfathers. You know, back in the day, you used to have that father, whether it was an uncle, a neighborhood, um, one of your friends' father, or um, something that I just found out about you recently, you went to the Boys and Girls Club. So you had different men. Um, in your life that not only uh, was there for you um, just around you, but they was also prepping you and helping you grow as well. And I'm noticing that this day and age, we don't have a lot of it. We don't have a lot of it, period. And I know one of the things that when we spoke on where the mothers and grandmothers was the topic was there's no God in the household. There's no God Really, no, you know, a lot of a lot of people. It's like people just go throughout going about and um 
we are seeing a lot of African-American men killed. We are seeing a lot of them in jail. We are seeing a lot of them just do what they want to do. I mean, they, they have no guidance. And by you having, by you raising daughters, I know it's a totally different feel for you um, because daughters bring home the man, <laughs> in a sense. So you don't want them to have that, um, you don't want them to have that, bring home that type that won't be able to keep them grounded as well. Because, you know, the Bible speaks, the man is the head of the household. And if you can't be the head of the household, then what are you? You know, and it goes back to how can you, what if, what do you see, um, the breakdown period as to your generation from this generation here? Well, uh, my, this is my opinion and this is what I see from my perspective. I just see that the, we have let the, the generation pass us. We have let our kids and grandkids down by not keeping them involved and get and educating them or keeping our keeping our um, lives secret which um, if if i feel like if my kids knew me and my past earlier in life some of the decisions that they made would have made a big difference uh not that my past is all bad or all good it's just the fact that uh, their identity comes from their parents and grandparents. And if we don't realize it, and I, I do admit that I failed my kids early. It, it may not appear that I have, but I did because um, life was just so fast and I was busy trying to establish myself and not mm-hmm. do it. I, and I feel like educating them would make a big difference. As, as forward, there's a, a lot of different reasons why there are absentee fathers, some some good, some bad. I mean, if you're not a good father or not a good father, that might be a good thing for the child because it's just spread negativity. Um, wow. By being involved and being positive, I, and I, I can speak on this, uh, I, was, <laughs> I was something. And until um, my wife and I started having kids, my girls actually changed me. So... Um, mm. Yes, you spoke on uh, me being a member of the boys club. Well, uh, I can honestly say if it wasn't for my school and my and that boys club, there's no telling where I would be. And I do reach back. I donate, you know, to the boys and girls club of Greenville, Mississippi. And I make sure that those donations go there. Um, I also give uh, to the high school for scholarships. And no, this is not this is not just a an accolade or anything. It's just that I feel like you have to reach back. And yeah. as far as, as far as my kids, I'm, I'm glad that I'm able to be an active father and an active grandfather. It's a blessing to be able to see them and uh, monitor their upbringing. But not only that, uh, the extended kids and grandkids that I have through my daughters and their friends, everybody calls us mom and dad. And when you walk in my house, uh, I don't know you from my biological child because I'm going to treat you as such. So I, I I can see the that there is a big difference in you know this generation. I mean because of technology and all the things that's going on, and it's just a, it's a demographic 
change for me. And you do have to go through those phases of growing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's like there's four stages of growing up. And when you get into your 20s, you, you're not grown. Your age doesn't make you grown. Uh, when you get out there and you experience things and get involved in society, there is a there's a big you, you know, your life goes in four different directions because you're trying to be a provider. You're trying to be a father. You're trying to be a husband. And uh, those things, you know, you, you really haven't found yourself to you. I'll say when you get 35, 40, you're starting to get established. And then you can start seeing how you're seeing things from a different perspective. But yeah. it's also like a flower. You know, you, you develop. And that's good that you say that. And one of the another thing that you said about uh, like our, my grandfather, he wasn't basically there. But he was a provider. And you have so many kids, uh, boys these days that doesn't understand the fact of um, being a provider is a key, but it's also uh, you got to be able to balance. You know, one of the things that I hear people say, oh, yeah, you pay child support or you pay child support or you did this and you did, but you were, but you wasn't there. And so um, you have this, is it about the money or is it basically about the time? And some parents, some men don't know how to balance their time because they never was taught. So coming from a man's perspective, coming from you, can you give shed some light on being, because like you said, you work, you're a truck driver, so you work. But I also know that you do have, you make time for your family and just balancing Absolutely. it. And you don't see yeah, it. I, well, there was a point, there was a point in my life uh, also, Sean, where uh, I didn't spend, I couldn't put the time in because I was busy providing and trying to put myself as a, you know, as a professional and provide where I had to uproot my family three or four times to relocate just to be a provider and to know my direction. I don't have a college degree. Uh, and you know, that's not a downside because, uh, all of the things that I did do, I wouldn't be where I am now. And, uh, so it's not about the money. If I could go back and change every, anything that I, you know, would have done, I would not have traveled and uprooted my family, uh, so many times. But once I found, who I was and my identity, then I knew I couldn't do it anymore. So the last, you know, like the last transfer, I just had to shut it down and say, no, my kids are getting older and they need me. This is a, when they're young, uh, basically my wife, I give, you know, I attribute my wife to uh, a lot of uh, the development of my girl because she was, she's always been there. And that's a decision that you have to make. Um, if you're going to be a two parent working household, if you're going to be a one, um, money is not everything. So that time mm-hmm. with that child, I mean, I, I, I can guarantee you if my kids, if I was not working and I spent the time with my kids, it would reflect on my kids by me being there. Not so much as the money. It's not, you know, it's not about wealth or anything like that. It's about being the family because once you set Set the foundation. 
then everything mm. else will fall in place because the morals have to be right. And if the right. morals are not right, if the morals are not right, then you it's just going to, it's like a sour tree. It's not going to flourish. And so now you are a grandfather. <laughs> it is so okay. amazing that you didn't have any sons, but now you're a grandfather to some sons. And yeah, so that, so he gave it right back to you. He was like, okay, I'm going to give you these girls first, but now I'm going to give you the boys next. So with that being said, what ground rules or what foundation are you setting an example um, for what that you didn't have? Because a lot of people, a lot of men fail to realize that just, and, and it's really not men, it's people in period. I had to come to a point where I couldn't let my past and my upbringing be an excuse um, why I couldn't succeed. And you have a lot of people that think like that. They can't succeed, they can't do, uh, just because you was in a project, just because you was this, just because you was that, uh, maybe you had a drug addict as a parent, or maybe you had this, this, or whatever. It's always an excuse base as to why you couldn't make it or why you didn't make it, instead of using it to be a step stone to make it and to break that, that uh, generational curse in a sense. For you now being a grandfather to young boys, um, what ground rules are you setting this for? What do you teach them now that you couldn't teach? Well, you couldn't teach the girls because the girls, majority of the time, girls need that. Like you said, they needed a lot of attention from their mother um, when you're dealing with girls. But what ground rules are you able to set now so your son, your grandson can be king. Well, for, foremost, um, <laughs> I'm going to go back. I'm going to back up a little bit and just say, Sean, uh, it was a blessing to have girls at the yeah. age that I had girls because uh, I wouldn't have been a good father to boys. And I don't know if, mm -hmm. if I don't know if I can explain that. Mm -hmm. uh, That's super. I would have been, I would not have been a good father or an example to boys as I was with girls. It's just something about girls that captures the father's heart. As far as boys, I probably would have been a bad father for the example that I would have set at that time. But God knew that I wasn't ready for boys. <laughs> and when it came down to the next generation of boys, I was established and I was, you know, was ready for it. So the pattern that I set for my uh, grandkids is they see a father figure, uh, a religious man, a provider, a person that protects his family, provides, you know, provides shelter, all of that. So that's what they see now. And that's the president as far as being organized putting yourself together and building uh, generational wealth. So see, now that's my progression of life. I wasn't thinking at that time this that way, but now that I'm older, it just sets the past of, you know, set the past so they will uh, have a equal chance and not make excuses in life. Because uh, when I was younger, Sean, I've been on my own, for a long time, long time. I, I can say long 13, time. 14 yeah. 
13, 14. Uh, and, you know, my first job as a janitor taught me, taught me responsibility. Uh, and that just, you know, that just helps. So going out there and making it happen is, is my DNA. I can do that. I have never, I've never blamed anybody for my shortcomings. I take responsibility for anything that have gone wrong in my life. That's been on me. I don't look to blame anybody or, you know, especially my parents or my grandparents. Uh, they dealt with their situation at their time. And at our time, we have to deal with it and we have to learn from it and go forward. So, um, so yeah, you know, I, 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 I feel like I've been a mentor. I feel like I've been a father figure. I try to be a good example and I try to treat people the way that I want to be treated. That's, that's a good and a bad. Uh, um, but cause I always ask myself, what if I was, what if I would treat people the way they treated me? Right. That's just not me. I just, right. I always have, I always say, just give everybody the benefit of the doubt and treat them the way you want to be treated. It's not about me. It's really not. And that's a good trait. That's a good trait to teach them. And, and I'm happy you, um, you, you, you said what you said as far as your timing of having boys versus girls because in our honesty that's a honest oh that's a that's your honesty you know and um some people some men uh uh that i do speak with regarding uh going back or getting a because at the same time you have two different ways to look at it in a sense this day and age you have some some men that don't have kids and they be, you know, like you say, when kids come to your house, you you treat them like they're yours as well. But now you got it too, where you have some that really just don't want to deal with kids. You know, the issues that's going on are helping, going back, reaching and helping the the uh, boys, the young boys that don't have a father figure, and not telling them their truth and not telling them. You know, because it, it comes to a point where I was telling, prime example, we was having this conversation, uh, me and some friends, about how the uh, father uh, treats the boys different from the girls. Like, you would want the boys to do certain things, but you wouldn't let the girls do certain things. It's a, it was a gap. One of the young ladies, she was like, um, I always got mad at my daddy because he would let my brother do stuff and he would let, but he was really looking out for her way of being. And so when you said you, it wasn't your time or, you know, you had to, you didn't, that was the way that some of us women should look at it as well. That's raising boys and raising kids, period. Because there's a time when a man can only give so much. And until he grow into, like you said, Christ, or grow into and grow or grow up, they don't know the difference. You know, the teaching of it is different. You know, that's you 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 give passes to boys because okay, he got this many girlfriends, yeah, 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 yeah. But if your girl do it, then it's a totally different feel. You know, when you raising kids in this day and age. But for all the young men that you know. When um, that's coming up nowadays, that don't have a father figure, 
and stuff like you were saying. It's a, you know, you never use it as an excuse. And how can you teach, or how can you uh, break it down to another young man that's listening, and just not only just say it and from your perspective, but give him encouragement to not let it bother him down, or not let it get him to the point where he feel like. I can't accomplish nothing or I can't do nothing because looking at you from, like you say, you had a past. I don't know it and I'm happy I don't. <laughs> but in a sense, I never seen nothing different. You always been that provider. You always been that father figure. And, you know, now that you're a grandfather, you just, a, for me, you're the perfect example of what a man should be. And so. I appreciate you. How can you help the next father or the next grandfather? Because nowadays, grandfathers don't even know their grandkids. Yeah, what I would tell a young man uh, today is what helped me was putting everything in order. Number one, your finances. You have to get yourself on the job and be a provider. And until a until a, until a young man is secure about his finances. He doesn't feel good about he's not self-confident. You have to be self-confident from mm. the beginning, from the beginning. And if you can't be a provider to your family, it kind of makes you feel embarrassed, degrading, belittled, all of those things. OK, um, that's number one. When you can provide for yourself, then that's the time that you want to share with a young lady. Build yourself up first before you can get to that point. Okay. Hindsight, if you've already have kids and you have to do it, it's not too late. Right. Spend time, spend time in developing your seed because that is your seed and that you have to, that's going to be your legacy that you leave behind. And mm -hmm. you are the one that puts that person on the right track. If they go off the track, then you, as long as you've done what you're supposed to do, then you, you're not in control of that. Uh, the other thing is be involved and don't close yourself out to everybody else because we got away from the generation of everybody. It takes a village to raise a, a child. Yes, we did. Okay. Uh, we've gotten to the point now that we don't want anybody to say anything to our kids and this and that. Well, if you, if you close that door of communication and you shut off yourself from that village, then you just broke down your whole army. All the allies <laughs> that could have helped you raise your child, you just closed them out. And all it takes is one time for you to tell them, don't say nothing to my child. And then that could be the path of destruction for your child. If, if, they, if you still communicating with those people that's in their surrounding, in that village, then Take, learn to take constructive criticism and help you in that manner. The other thing that I would say is education. Make sure that your kids are educated because education is the next, you know, it, it's the next best thing that to, to, to life. If you, yeah. you can make good, solid decisions when you're educated. Not saying that you can't when you're uneducated because I would not say that my parents and grandparents were dumb. They were wise. 
They were yes. very wise and they could get through some of these things that we couldn't get through. And we are educated to some point. Um, and, the, and the last thing that I would say is that we have to learn to love again. We have mm. to not we, we have to not uh, blame everybody for our failures. Take responsibility for your own, because for so long we have been underestimated, marginalized. Mm -hmm and disrespect mm -hmm. and we have to recapture that um the one and i'd like to go back and say something about my girls um i've never told them that they can't do what a man can do i've always mm. said you be what you want to be and i'll support All you 100 right. if you make good decisions i'm there for you if you make bad decisions and you know better then you have to learn to take responsibility for that. I don't, you know, mm -hmm. I, I, I don't blame people for my shortcomings and I don't allow them to blame people for their shortcomings. And that goes, and that would help, that would help a, a young man, truly, it would help. That's good. Well, Uncle Larry, I appreciate you taking time out your schedule and to get on this show and to share some wisdom, drop some nuggets, because <laughs> um, I feel like it's well needed. And um, I appreciate, like I said, I appreciate you for even taking the time out and helping somebody else. Because my prayer is that this podcast not only helps me grow, but it helps other people as well. Because it's 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 certain conversations that we as African American don't want to talk about or don't want to discuss, and I'm just. Like, okay, let the skeletons out the closet. Let's just be open. Let's just be real. Let's just have a conversation. Let's listen to some other people. Because sometimes other people, well, not sometimes, majority all the time, other people's testimonies, testimonies of where they was, where they been, and where they're going can help you go and help you build as well. And so I just pray that any young man, father, grandfather, uh, or whatever that is listening and tuning in can help get a grasp as to the um, right and wrong way or just changing themselves. The main key point is you got to have God in your life. You got to have a spiritual connection. And so with that being said and done, I appreciate you. I love you. And thank you so much. And before we get off the podcast, I always ask if when I say awakening, what does awakening mean to you? Well, well, Sean, I, 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 it's a hard way to say it. Uh, I've been awakened by tracing history, and oh. if you don't know, if you don't know what happened before you, you won't notice what's happening around you. Oh, wow, that's good. And just make sure that you can put those two things together, because some things can be done blatantly in front of you. And you don't even recognize it because you don't know your past. So that's what mm. that's what I would say awakening means to me. Okay. All right, Uncle Larry. Well, let me go ahead on. These kids is yelling in the background. All right. And I hope they ain't missed the last part up for them yelling. I'm happy Reggie can edit. <laughs> All right, Uncle Larry. Well, okay. I appreciate you and I thank you. And thank you for tuning in to The Waking. Have a good day. Thank you. I love you. Love you too. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye.